Talking with Girlfriends is our outlet, our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Pull up a seat around the table with co-hosts Matt and Machete Jones and Tennille Daniels as we explore healing through hospitality. Join in weekly as we dish on cultivating well-being, deepening relationships, and creating legacy. You are now listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. hey. How are you? Happy new week. I'm good. How are I you? I'm good. New week, new blessings, new... New president. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Let the church say amen. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, with a new mm-hmm. president, new beginnings, praise the Lord. Yes. What are you loving this week? I'm loving everybody's energy on the internet. Oh. I'm loving the memes. I'm loving the dances. I'm loving that you about to lose your job. I'm loving all of it. Dad, you stole my loving it for the week. <laughs> Is that what you're feeling? <laughs> I'm loving all of it. Like people are keeping me in stitches this week just with everything. Like black people are so creative. I mean, white people might be creative too. I don't know if I follow enough to know, but like black people be taking me out. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I um basically was gonna say laughing through pain. And so pain was just, you know. I think Kevin Hart did a, a comedy special about it and we normally say pain, but oh, it could yep. have been anxiety, whatever your emotion is kind of surrounding all of the things that, you know, surrounded the election, insert that emotion there. And I think laughing is like one of the, the ultimate coping strategies, right? And yeah. everybody was posting things about acts of self-care during last week and things like that. And I think laughing was definitely an act of self-care for me. I, yeah, for sure. That's so interesting. I was having a conversation with my mom last week because there's been um, some like uh, TikToks mm-hmm. and things from these different like Ethiopian comedians about all of this different stuff going on over there and about like the Trump okay. stuff. And she was like, you know, it's so interesting to me that people who have been through so much are so resilient that they can find a way to be so funny Mm. in tough Mm -hmm. times. And I was like, you know what, mom? I think that's like a global attribute. I feel like you see people who have been like oppressed or whatever, like find a way to like, even before social Mm -hmm. media, just like make it, just make it, just bring some levity to to the situation. situation. Definitely. Yeah. So we were having this conversation and then, you know, all of these memes and stuff started like, busting through popping out last week and I've just been like rolling (laughs) (laughs) girl they've been finding these joints of these people dancing they like stringing them together John Lewis I'm like this is just (laughs) too much I seen one this morning where they did like sister act two I haven't seen that one yet oh gosh I'm gonna send it to you after we get off I was like who who Sees the current situation and thinks, you know what would be good for this? A clip from Sister exactly. Act 2. Let me go back in the archives and find and then it's it. Like, the movie's like 30 years When they're putting all the different pieces together, it's like, how do you have it in your arsenal that, like, this little dancing segment from Michelle Obama right, right. in like, Africa like, to... From, from, from Elmo. Like, how, how do you remember, like, you know what Bugs Bunny was getting it on the Warner Brothers? Like, how do you remember to put this stuff together? Yeah, so... I'm loving uh, the creativity and laughing through our 
pain, anxiousness. I think it's moved into a little bit of excitement at the possibilities of what lies ahead. Um, I also had one other thing that I was loving, and that was the... Um, I wanted to show some love to all of the anchors, contributors, whoever that have been on. My network of choice has been CNN for election coverage, and they Mm -hmm. have really just been holding me down. Now, I feel like, you know, watching the election coverage, I know some people were saying you should unplug and you have to do what's best for you. But I feel like I've Mm -hmm. been watching a marathon of I can't even say my favorite show, but just that show that you can't mm-hmm. put down and you just keep watching. Mm-hmm. I think yesterday, You've been watching. Yeah, I, I watched right. CNN for probably 22 hours. I wasn't even up for 22 Girl, hours. And but. you know, I don't even watch the news, <laughs> but I've been watching like Abby yes. Phillip and Dana Bash. Do you know the Dana Bash? Is that her last name? Used to be married to John King. Wait, I think, are they still married? I think they're still married. Oh, are they still I married? So. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they are. Wow. I had no clue. I learned more. I've learned more about these news anchors than I care to know. Yeah. And Abby Phillips is actually a um, product of Prince George's County. She is an alum of your illustrious Bowie High School. Of Bowie High School. Yeah, exactly. And my sister knows her. So I found out that. And my sister was like, yeah, we know her. And you know her younger sister. She's friends with Helen and like was making these connections of these places I've seen her. I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't know that because they're younger than us. But yeah. yeah Abby is doing. She, she was like the valedictorian of her class. Oh. And then she went to Harvard. Yeah. Or the class. Oh, she was a class ahead of my sister. But yeah, she's she said she's always been like dope. I was like, man, that makes me love her even more. Yes. Go ahead, Abby. Do the damn thing. Damn thing, sis. And then I love how she spoke up for black women on CNN. Like, let's be clear about who's in Detroit, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Milwaukee. Like, come on, black people. Let's also give a shout out to Stacey Abrams. I said, I am so proud of my girl. She took that. Now she's my girl. This is how we are. (laughs) So you don't even know Stacey. Now I grew up with Stacey Abrams. But I'm so proud of how she turned. This is exactly the type of stuff we'd be talking lemons about on this podcast. Lemons into lemonade. <laughs> lemons into lemonade. She was like, oh, that's how y'all feel? Okay, I'm not going to mope about it. Meanwhile, 45 is 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 talking about he's not going to concede. Like, wh- where is the, the, I don't even know if to call it good sportsmanship because it's not a game, but like, where, where are- The decency. Where, decency and order and and respect for our democracy and then all of these frivolous inflammatory things that he's saying because i've been watching cnn but i've also been watching fox news Mm, i just want to have like a (laughs) yeah i just want to understand like because i watch cnn and they be getting me riled up so i'm like i'm sure people on the other side are getting riled up because you know everything cnn ain't straight facts i mean they're definitely definitely a lot of opinions they just happen to agree with mine right. so, a lot of seasoning up in there but i like it a girl a lot of a lot of lorries so i'm like let me go see what's going on on fox news and it's like they're taking the sound bite. he's so irresponsible mm-hmm. they're just they're taking these sound bites and i get it he's the president of the united states you know it's it's just you know people hear these things and uh, you know who else i want to shout Ooh. out i have some i have some some Good white girlfriends who are, you know, on the right side of history. And hey, hey, white girlfriends. And I feel like they have an immense 
um, sort of a different sort of stress on them right Mm. now because they literally have like family members Mm -hmm. who they have to sever relationships with or, or I don't know what, try to help educate Mm -hmm. or I don't know what they, there's a lot that they have to do that I feel like in mass they're not doing right. Cause 53% voted the other way, despite, you know, voted not in our best interest, despite all the things that have happened around women and, and everybody, everybody who's marginalized, you know, have still voted the wrong way. So as a whole, I feel like white women do better, but you know, the ones that I know that I'm, that I'm close to that I feel like are doing this sort of active work, not just for women, but like anti-racist work who are, who are not even, you know, black and, and are, are taking it upon themselves to say, this is not the responsibility of black women. This is responsibility of white people. Let me take it upon myself to do this. I've just been thinking from their perspective, like, of course I know what it feels like to be in our perspective um, and all our challenges, but I've been thinking like, damn, that's a whole nother layer that I didn't think of. Like, dealing with their racist family and, or, or even not racist family, but family who might be, or friends who might be so blinded by the rhetoric on the other side who think that they are making an intentionally, you know, good decision. Right. People who care about issues like pro-choice and, and, and whatever else issues are near and dear to their heart. Like, I don't know a lot of people like that. So I think the ignorance of being in my own bubble, I feel like the safety, but like, imagine being like a, like a white freedom rider. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So shout out, shout out to the white women who are doing the work. I see you. Yes. And I think I was actually having a conversation with one of my white friends. Not, I was just going to say my friends, but I think it is good to make that distinction. It's like, right, yeah. what, what's next? Right. So I think there's a lot of um, education, healing, Um, I think I put this on one of my Instagram stories, like America has a lot of soul work to do. And Mm -hmm. I feel like so often we leave it up to the leaders. Like we're expecting Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and whoever else they put into place to, you know, Mm kind of shoulder the weight of that and start moving us into the right direction, which they do have a responsibility to do so. But Mm -hmm. within our own communities and our own friend groups, we also have a responsibility to have those conversations and to do some of the work and the healing, um, you know, at our own levels. And so I struggle with how, like, how do you do that? So it's something Mm. I'm going to be thinking about. um, If any of you all who are listening have any thoughts around like what's next, right? Because I was very disappointed in humanity this week. You know, Girl, I, I, it's yeah, like, I, yeah. I think it's and what I'm learning is that people at the core, not all, but, you know, a good, a good number of people are very self-serving. Um, they're really looking out for their own self-interest versus looking out for the greater good of all. And maybe you can do that, right? You're, you're going into the ballot box to make a, a political choice for yourself. So are you doing things that are only go- going to serve you? Or, or, or are you thinking about how is this going to affect 
the world, all parts of it, from, you know, the urban areas to the suburbs to the rural areas, because we all have our own and unique challenges. Struggle. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's it right there. I, I think when people go in, I don't think they're just out for self in a like a literal way. Like I think they're, they are thinking about community, but it's how you define community. I think people go in and make choices that are in the best interest of or what it's perceived as the best interest of their community. And just like I feel like my community and my friends and families and friend groups is a, is an echo chamber for my beliefs. And I have, you know, a little bit of opposing views, not a ton. Mm-hmm. I feel like we see that on the other side as well. And the other side is the majority, you know, I don't even want to say the majority because when we look at the popular vote, it shows otherwise. But the other side is a much larger swath of people mm-hmm. Close then to the majority. I think I recognized. Yeah, yeah I think more than I recognized. Mm-hmm. And and I don't have the touch points with with a lot of people who are in that category, but there are people who do, who are who are who believe, you know, a lot of the same things that I believe. So those that's that's who I was thinking of when I was thinking like those people who have that responsibility. It's like, okay, they're woke, they get it. They're exposed. They did the work. They're doing the work. Um, but then there's more that they need to do that 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 is frankly, it's not all me to do. It's not all me to, you know, convince other communities of my value or systemic oppression or racism or whatever. It's like once you see the light, you have a responsibility to touch those close touch points. Your yeah. mother, your grandmother, your your god sister, whoever. So it's a lot of work to be done. It's a lot of work for women to do. I didn't even look at the numbers for white men because they're just the furthest from mm-hmm. who I think can I think help. That's all, I, I know they out there. Which is interesting but. to me. Eighteen um, percent of black men voted for Trump. Which I mean, I guess I kind of get it because we have a you know. But I just I don't know. When I look at everything that's happened over the last like six months as it relates to you know all of the racial injustice and everything going on, it's like. In good conscience, how can you support someone who just had to me because they want to be white? Know. They want to be white. Joy Reid on um, MSNBC <laughs> called Clarence Thomas. She was like <laughs> Uncle Clarence on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Go ahead, Joy." Like, yeah, this 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 is our show, so we could just say it. That's what it is. Those eighteen percent are having an identity crisis, um, just like the just like the women who aren't voting in their own best interest. Yeah, and then like, who made Donald Trump this upstanding moral citizen? Uh, like, how do we know that he's that he that he is anti-abortion, or how do we like what? I mean, everything that he's done shows. That he's not this pillar of Christian values. I just don't even understand. Because the Bama walked up to the outside of the church with the upside down Bible and took the picture. Is that what makes him well, a saint? I think it goes back to those, like the polar opposites. So if you know that the Democrats, you know, quote unquote, are, are is the party that is for, you know, pro-choice and all of, you know, social um, programs and all of these other things, then you, then the opposite is the other, you know, is to go Republican. So even, but, and then I just, don't, I just don't get it because like, I feel like Jesus is for social programs true. and but Jesus is for the we people know. and Jesus is for choice. And I mean, God gave us free will. Like, I just don't even understand how Christianity turned into these American values. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't even get, we, yeah, we're, we're like, like a yeah, fourth we're, of the, 
to the daggone episode, and this is I'm about to. But but, but it goes back to the, the, the Bible is interpreted so many different ways, and people you've seen this in in your use own in your it. own lives, right? Use it and abuse it in a way that serves whatever value you know stance, whatever it is that they have. So. And then, like, when did our parties become so polarized? Like, I like when did Republican even become synonymous with like ultra conservative? Like, there are a lot of things that the Republican Party does. I don't know if it's a lot, but there are a few things that the Republican Party does that I I stand with in terms of fiscal responsibility. You know, even in terms of some of the values that they promote. Um, but it's like Republican has now turned to like super right. And 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 I don't know if Democrat has turned to super left or, or from the other perspective, but so. it's like so polarized. I think so, because, you know, there's been a lot of heat put on the progressives of the party. So if you think about your AOCs, your Ayanna Presleys, you know, all of them, the, the squad, as they call them, your Bernie Sanders. Right. So that is where they go. They don't think about the kind of the middle of the party. And so, yeah, it, 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 and I think it was strategic, right? So I feel like a few years ago, even a little bit before Donald Trump, because I feel like Ted Cruz, I think he ran for president more than one time. Anyway, yeah. it started at that point where the, it was a strategy to try to put so much um, division between the two parties to go ultra right and then mm-hmm. to start attacking the more progressive left. So yes, we have talked about this for way longer than we had planned, but I think it was a a necessary tangent. Um, And so laugh through your pain, keep posting those memes, sending them to your friends, doing everything that you need to do to um, allow us to cope with, as um, Demetria Lucas says, America's season finale or series finale, one of the two, she says. All right. Mm. So what are we supposed to be talking about today? Okay, let's get into today's table talk. Um, I know y'all like to skip Thanksgiving and jump straight into Christmas. Have you seen that little video where it's like something scary and then it's like a Halloween costume and it opens a door with like cobwebs and then on the other side of the door, Mariah Carey's on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) So I know y'all like to jump straight into Christmas, but here at the Love Madden podcast, we are all about staying present and being in the present moment. So we are going to continue on with our November theme of topics around family, friends, and gratitude. Today, we are focusing on what some consider the new and improved Thanksgiving, (laughs) which is Friendsgiving. So welcome to season two, episode six, Happy Friendsgiving, Growing Community in COVID. And you know what time it is. It is time to dig in. So I am really looking forward to this conversation today. Over the last few episodes, we have been talking about some serious things between fear, breaking general generational mm-hmm. chains, the reparenting episode, navigating difficult, difficult conversations. And now this week, we are switching it up and doing something, talking about something a little bit lighter, something that we mm-hmm. both love to do, entertain, host, attend, whatever it is you Mm -hmm. want to say. Plus, Mm -hmm. you know, we spent the last 20 minutes talking about the election and how crazy (laughs) last week was. So we need a little bit of uh, levity in our lives. So here we go. 
I agree. I am totally looking forward to spending some time talking about, like you said, what we love to do. Um, this brand, Love Madden itself, was built on the concept of healing through hospitality. Like this is what we do, host, yes. um, connect. You know, we like to get deep with it. You know, Tanil likes to do the work, as she says, but um, this is like our sweet spot. So for those of you who have been rocking with us since season one, we actually started this conversation in season one, episode six, Springs Shindigs, Open Doors and Open Hearts. Um, and now here we are in episode six again of season two, revisiting it. Hey. So um, it's we're going to put a little twist on it, though, this time. Plot twist. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> So November and December, of course, are most notably a time to get together with our family. But as we've touched on, and as you know, most of you probably already feel, um, every family relationship isn't always a great one, especially when you get into some of the extended family and the awkward conversations mm. or unresolved feelings. Family dynamics can be tricky um, because as they say, you can't choose your family. <laughs> Amen to that. But the blessing is you can choose your friends. Come on now. <laughs> and at least, you know, amongst millennials, I, I'm on that mm -hmm. Gen X millennial cusp. Making holiday traditions with our friends is definitely becoming a thing. We have yeah. Friendsgiving, ugly sweater and Christmas pajama parties, uh, favorite things, gift exchanges, yep, New Year's exchanges. brunches, vision parties. I mean, you name it. We will come up with it and invite our friends over to do it. And, you know, friends are the new family, as I like to call them, family. Family, <laughs> for sure. And I think this year, not I think, I know that this year it is more important than ever to keep those friendships thriving. And I think it's more challenging than ever to do so. But Definitely. we we really need one another. Um, this year has been tough. It's brought us a lot of obstacles. And um, like we said, challenging holidays can be challenging. There's a lot of challenges that we face around dealing with loss and grief mm -hmm. around this time. You know, it's harder. Um, we actually have a special guest coming on in a couple of weeks to help us unpack that. Uh, so we'll talk about that. I think seasonal affective disorder is something that is grossly underdiagnosed, mm. but I think people do feel, you know, sad, mm -hmm. um, experience seasonal depression during this time of year. Um, financial constraints, not wanting to, you know, being able to maybe provide whatever you didn't have for your kids or just all these, all the stress of having people over, all these stresses that come with this um, season. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we know that we have to be extra vigilant. COVID cases are already spiking. And when I say spiking, I'm not talking about on the rise. You they mean are spiking. spiking. I mean spiking, <laughs> sis. Okay, the good old U.S. of A uh. has just set a staggering new world record of COVID-19 cases last Thursday uh -uh. with more than 120,000 new infections recorded in a single day. That is just mind-blowing. And as you said, recorded. So we don't, I mean, Record. there's probably right. another 100,000 people just out Double here in that. the world. Easy, mm -hmm. easy. And, and oh God, that's a whole nother episode. Don't get me started on the United States and its lack, lack thereof. 
of a COVID response. Um, and we also know uh, that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say that leads me to another reason why I don't understand how people voted for Donald Trump. Making these you have your own preference, but I'm like failed leadership. This is just a classic example of failed leadership. Okay. Failed leadership, and that, that's what you mean about voting in people's own self-interest. Yeah. The Bamas that are the, the 250,000 people souls lives that have been lost are not here to vote in 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 their better interest. True. All right, back to the light lightheartedness of this. Episode. Back to the lightheartedness. Yeah, we we be getting we be uh getting off on a, our emotional tangents, but I mean this is real life right now. Um, and so on top of COVID nineteen, we also know that like there's regular flu season, like with the weather changes. Mm-hmm. So we expect to see even more cases of COVID nineteen flu season. You know, because our immune systems are suppressed with the cold weather. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot for us to consider. So on the one hand, we have this desire and need for friendship as we go through sort of seasonal depression and loss and grief and all these, you know, wanting to connect. And then on the other side, we have to be careful about it. And I'm just going to insert a little public health plug right here. If you have not gotten your flu shot yet, do your good friends over at the Love Madden podcast a favor <laughs> and go get one. Okay. And go get it. <laughs> I, I I know people have all the things the flu shot makes you sick and this that and the third, but the flu is serious. Yeah, and coupled with everything going on this year, we don't uh, even need we don't no extra comorbidities. Exactly. So the question of today is, how are we going to celebrate safely, y'all? Right. Okay, so I've given this some thought in preparation for today's episode, and also in preparation for the holiday season at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a big proponent of gathering outside. Like I know it's not foolproof, but like I feel like mm-hmm. that has been my sort of comfort zone yes. throughout this summer. Um, and so I think for as long as the Almighty above and climate change allow, I plan <laughs> to be I plan to be outdoors. Shout out to climate change. Um, so for me, that means more day dates. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, while we can take advantage of the sun, Um, brunch dates out on patios, apple picking, walks, hikes, everything that kind of keeps us outside that we could do during the day, like on the weekend or even I had a lunch date during the week with a girlfriend of mine um, last week when we had that unseasonably sort of warm couple of days. Um, It also means though, as we know, it it will inevitably get get cooler. Um, We need to think about how to keep ourselves and our guests warm for outdoor evening gatherings Mm -hmm. um, because we can't do the daytime all the time. So uh, we're thinking actually about, not we're thinking, we're planning to get a fire pit, Mm. kind of pushing us to get our backyard together. Um, And the mister also sent me a link to an outdoor heat lamp, like they'd be having outside the restaurant. Yes, I love it. I was like, what? Like this big old heat lamp? But um, why not? Why not? Yeah, desperate times call for a desperate measure. So we'll see. But we're my number one pick right now, I think, is outdoor for as long as I can and then finding ways to keep it cozy even when it gets cooler. Yeah. And I, you know, love the outdoor gatherings as well. But I'm also mm-hmm. comfortable with carefully planned at home gatherings, right? Because you mm-hmm. have a little bit more control there. You don't right. have, you know, strangers walking by without their masks because, child, right. that outdoors Thank dining you. in the city, girl, you be halfway to the street, then people walking by, laughing with their friends, no mask on. Yes, burning droplets. Right. <laughs> then, you know, you have the servers and cooks preparing your food. 
at least yeah. when you have an at-home gathering, you know everyone, you know, right. and you have a general sense of how they've been approaching this COVID season, right? You know, yeah. you have your friends that are a little bit reckless. more out there and reckless. reckless. Yeah, you know, and some people might say that's me. No, I'm joking. But uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. That that was that you was are, a joke. I'm talking about a legit reckless. Yeah, but I really feel like if you keep it small, it really is possible to maintain a safe distance and to still gather indoors um you know on the other hand we know it is so easy to let your guard down when you're amongst your loved ones and Mm -hmm, at least mm -hmm. over the summer and early fall you know we heard on the news that one of the number one places that the virus is being transmitted was at these small family gatherings you know between like less than 20 people yeah. So, um, you know, you, you do have to be careful. And so one of the great things is that testing is super accessible. All right. Mm-hmm. So there is really no excuse. And, you know, as long as you've been doing what you you know, need to do before you go get tested and mm-hmm. doing what you need mm-hmm. to do after, which means when you go get tested, the day you go get tested, you know, while you're waiting for your results, you can't be out here in the streets just willy-nilly oh, because about, you got tested right. you need to right. self-isolate as much as you can wear your mask all of those things mm-hmm. um but you know free testing is available you can get your results back in 48 to 72 hours actually mm-hmm. this week um the mayor of dc put out a new some new guidance around people traveling into dc which is that you know they want you to have a test 72 hours before if you're staying here more than three to five days you need to get a test while you're here and they are promoting like we have all these free public testing sites that you can you know have access to you don't have to be a resident to take advantage of those so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i definitely encourage that also there are same day um, rapid testing sites available Um, As you all know and heard last week, I went to visit one of my good girlfriends in Albany, New York, and I went to a public testing site in D.C. on Wednesday. Now, I was supposed to go earlier in the week. Whatever. You know, you all know me by now. So I ended up going on Wednesday and I was supposed to be leaving to go to um, Albany on Sunday. She was coming to stay with me on Friday. So I was like, "Mm, Mm -hmm. I don't know if the results are going to come back in time. So let me go get a rapid test so you know I'll mm-hmm. know same day and I did I got the rapid test took the test at I think two o'clock in the afternoon by mm-hmm. I want to say 10 o'clock that night they had sent me my results and I was good COVID negative praise the Lord um the Lord. and then Friday actually DC sent me sent me my results so mm, they wanted yeah I had I, I did the double down you know just to make sure I was safe but they came through yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, like you said, the rapid, most people have been saying within eight hours they've been able to get the um, the results. Mm-hmm. And we've been getting tested every couple of weeks. Um, and um, it's been taking, the first time it took, like the very first time we got it earlier on, they were using a different lab mm-hmm. and it took longer. It took like five days. Mm-hmm. Um, but lately it's only been taking two days. It's only been taking 48 hours to get the results back. Yeah. And you can log in and get them. It's free. You drive up. Um, so same thing in Maryland, super accessible. There's no excuse. And so, you know, that allowed me to get in the car. I, we drove back up to Albany. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I was able to get in the car, feel safe there. We went straight from D.C. to the house. We basically stayed in the house the whole week outside of my goddaughter's birthday party. And it was like mm-hmm. our own little quarantine retreat. retreat. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I go ahead. No, go ahead. So I think that's something that you can also consider as well. You know, um, that's one of the things that I think we're not think. Why do we do that? We were like, I think, but we know. I know. We know. Yeah, we gotta, I'm, I'm just taking that out of my vocabulary. But we are trying to plan a line sister gathering where we do just that. So we can have some quality time together because, you know, most of us have not been in the same space together um, for most of this most year. Of so yeah. spending two days together, um, locked up in a cabin, Airbnb, whatever, safely. It's a good way to go. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to that. And I definitely, every time I get tested, I want to maximize it, like get in all my hugs and love and affection and all that. Um, So last weekend, I spent some time with my sister and my cousin. We all got tested midweek, like you said, on Wednesday, and we stayed home, you know, till Friday in our respective homes. And then we got our results. We got together and had like a Halloween slumber party on Saturday. So we put on costumes and I made Hennessy sidecars. That's my new um, thing that I have perfected. Oh, um, you need to invite me over for a Hennessy sidecar when I bring you that spooky cookie. Yeah, come on over and get this Hennessy sidecar. And we made, um, I made these dark chocolate and pecan pie bars like um, with like a nice crust. And then it had like a layer of dark chocolate chips mm. and then like the gooey pecan pie filling. It was super good. So I found that on the Food 52 blog. Um, and then for dinner, we did like this wing taste test. So we ordered like, I don't know, like a dozen different flavors of wings. And then we had them better to do. We rated them like all our favorites. Cause my cousin was saying she feels like my sister and I, like we know our wings inside and out and she feels like she did. She's not as like knowledgeable. So that was something she wanted to do during quarantine, like get down on like, what are her, what are her faves? So, um, we did a taste test. Where'd you order wings from? Wings 21. Okay. 21, 21. Yeah. So we did that. We do the Woodmore location. So we had the wings delivered. We raided them. The next day we, you know, slept in and we had like lattes and we got dirty chais and pastries and hung out until late in the afternoon. Um, so it was good. So I love the group quarantine idea at a cabin. Like that was at my house, but like, I love the idea of like, ordering food and drinks and games, you know, maybe mm-hmm. playing a little culture tags or something, shout out culture tags, yes. um, and just making it like, you know, a game night um, or game weekend, fun weekend. Other thoughts that I've had around fall gatherings, because, you know, I host um, Friendsgiving is doing like a hybrid event with like some grab and go boxes. Mm. So for Friendsgiving this year, I was thinking about doing something where maybe we could like meet outside before the sun sets for like an outdoor cocktail hour. So it doesn't just feel like people are just coming to grab their boxes, but like Mm -hmm. while it's still light out, maybe we could like do some drinks, have some warm spike cider, some music. People could pick up their dinner boxes and desserts. Mm. Um, And then we would go from there to our respective homes um, to like log into Zoom for the actual like dinner games conversation, like that whole piece. I love that. Can you hear this noise outside of my house? Is it picking up? No. Is it okay? Yeah. All right, cool. They just started doing some yard work in the middle of me uh recording. So <laughs> real life guys, if you can hear it, I apologize. Um other thoughts that I've had um, for Friendsgiving is still sort of in the outdoor realm. I was thinking about doing like a sort of community picnic. Mm. So 
one of my girlfriends that's part of our Dream Village community, she has like a huge backyard. So we're going to do um, like multiple fire pits and then she's going to have like individually wrapped food stations, BYOB. Um, and she has like a bunch of um, lawnmower now. Oh, you do? It's okay. But like you said, real life, but it did pop up. Yeah. Is it faint or is it like? It's faint. You can keep going. All right, cool. Um, where was I? Oh yeah. Yeah. So she has a bunch of air mattresses, so she's going to set them up. And then like, if you want to bring your own to have like some extra and you know, people are going to like bring their own like linens and blankets and stuff. And we're going to have like a cozy outdoor, like group groups of picnics around like her yard. I like that. Um, Yeah. So of course it can't be super cold for something like that, but I think between the fire pits and Uggs and blankets, it could be like a cute, cozy alternative. Um, that's for Thanksgiving. Of course, around Christmas, it gets cooler. So I think people might consider going back to like a hundred percent virtual. Like, I don't know how long we could do the outdoor activities, mm-hmm. but I wanted to give some thoughts. I don't, I don't love virtual. I'm going to be honest, but I wanted to share some ideas for like virtual things that people could do. So you could do like a secret Santa style gift exchange, but you can actually ship boxes by a certain date and then open them together mm-hmm. on Zoom. So there is like a real life component to it. Yes. Um, maybe do some signature cocktails for that. Ask everybody to wear like Christmas PJs. You could do trivia with prizes. I did a, um online bridal shower where we had like, you know, of course, Ooh. games like you would at a bridal shower, but the prizes were um, online gift cards. Mm-hmm. So they were they texted it to us like right there in real time Um, just put the number in the chat they texted you the gift card so that was cute and with a little planning you could actually even make it like a virtual favorite things like by coordinating like who you know what your favorite things are who your people are if you're picking three names or whatever Mm -hmm. um so that people could kind of do a favorite things maybe print out like a a list of all the different items and kind of go around the room and describe them so i think that could happen with a small group um I think other virtual ideas are shared online classes like ornament making, decorating, cocktail mixing. Um, I've been talking to Kay Alex. She has a bunch of dope ideas that she wants to roll out this winter with like different virtual classes. Um, Yeah, which I'm excited for. You could also do a virtual ugly sweater or like pajama party, but make it like a contest for best dressed or ugliest dress. You could do a naughty or nice party with naughty or nice drink um options um you could do activities together especially if you have like little ones like maybe virtual gingerbread house decorating contest um like i said you could do virtual game night with a game like culture tags that's very like virtual friendly um another thing you could do if you want to go all out and i've been thinking about this i'm not going to do this for a rack of people but you can mail out party boxes to your friends with like party favors so they open it up out pops confetti you know, holiday scented candles, gingerbread cookies, drink shooters, maybe some conversation cards, a playlist. Like you could go all out with like the boxes too. So I think that's another, if that's your, if that's your thing, I think you could like, Tennille, you could definitely do something like that. Yeah. I actually have been thinking about that, but um, yeah, I just don't, I got to think about the, the cost benefit analysis. The benefit is the friend, my friend's smiling faces, the cost. 
But then think about the cost is so reduced this year with the holidays anyway. Like you don't have to buy, you know, a bunch of fancy dresses or whatever to go places. You're probably not buying as many Christmas gifts. You're not going places. You're not doing a whole bunch of dinner. So like you could do flat rate shipping and get these boxes out. Let me tell y'all something. (laughs) Okay. I have a shopping problem, kind of, sort of. But anyway. I've been buying, I have a wedding that I'm supposed to be going to. It's on um, New Year's Eve. And I've been buying a lot of outfits that I just wanted to buy, you know, have some options of what I was going to wear to the wedding. When these things came here, they're like too cute to send back. So I'm like, okay, when I have a holiday party Zoom, oh, you are getting this sparkle, this shimmer, these fringes, whatever it is. <laughs> That's right. You are getting all of it, honey, okay? I don't care if you are having an ugly sweater contest. I am coming in my sequence. So get ready, girls. Get ready. That is funny. <laughs> um, you do like to shop. So, I, I mean, it's not like it's not like you can never wear these things again, but but I don't need them yeah. right now. I'm like, right now, know, yeah, where, exactly. where are but- you going, girl? Where are you going? <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, okay, other thoughts that you have? Um, no, I love all of those ideas. I was also thinking about doing like a holiday cookie exchange. Um, you oh, know, now cute. that I'm in the house and, you know, trying to continue my chef to nail baker after right. y'all told me not to get my KitchenAid stand mixer. I don't know how I'm going to make these cookies, but no, I'm joking. I have a regular mixer. <laughs> But either do that, like mailing them, um, grab and go. Um, Same goes for the drive-by gift exchange. I mean, there are so many things that you can do and ways that you can still enjoy one another during this season. So you just have to get creative. I think one of the things that is really important, especially for your friends who live alone, is that you, you know check in on them, include them in things. Because when you live in the house with your husband or your roommate or whoever the, you know, whoever it is that lives in the house with you, you have those touch points of interaction. And as it Mm -hmm. starts to get colder and we're going out less and all of those things, check on your friends who live alone because nine times out of 10, they're going a little stir crazy and they might be a little lonely. So yeah, get creative and, um, have a good time. Celebrate safely. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I think um, hopefully this leaves you all with some inspiration for how to connect with your friends. You won't connect with your family regardless, regardless, but how to like keep each other encouraged, like Tennille said, and keep things merry and, and bright. Spirits bright. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little Christmas spirit in there for y'all. I'm trying to stay in the present, but y'all know I can't wait. Um, okay, now it is time for T Triple D. All right. So in this week's installment of Tanil's Date Diary, you're probably like, that's only 2D. So my last name is Daniel. Exactly. And so And her middle name is also has is a D, but I didn't want to be like T quadruple D. Like yeah, when no, does it we end? don't need to go that far. And I don't need people <laughs> knowing my whole government name on this podcast. That's what I, I, I know, I know, I know. Um, so in this week's diary entry, it is a where is he now update. So I know you have been thinking like episode one, this girl came on here so excited. She had a new friend that was in the mix and Mm -hmm. we've been getting little dreads and drabs of the date diary that may give us a little clue into what's going on, but not really. And so 
I, and I will say, I've shared some of these with Tanil. I have received your DMs <laughs> asking me on the low what's going on. I think within the last two weeks, I've had maybe four. And I think the last two weeks are when Tanil has been doing like um, articles or like yeah, other. You know, yeah, like more general <laughs> stuff. And people have been like hitting me up. So some of them I've, you know, shared with her. Some of them, you know, DMs, texts, so. Feel, Here we are. Feel free to hit me up. Like some of y'all, yeah, hit her up. I have Instagram. It's my name at Tanil Daniels. <laughs> feel free to ask me. You don't have to go through my intermediary. I know. Maddie. You know what? I think it's because we do shout out the love yeah. Madden handle yeah. at the end, so people maybe think it's it. Right. I'm I trying to do a separation of the love Madden stuff and my life. But yeah, feel free to sh- um, shout me out, slide up in my DMs, ask me questions. You know, it, it's totally fine. So life comes at you fast. Again, episode one, I was excited, new friend, new possibilities. And it was, you know, it was good. We had good, good, started out good conversation. This was a mutual friend hookup, which I think is always one of those great ways to connect people that you think may have some common interests so yeah we put them in the same ballpark yes and so that was like episode one I was giddy and excited episode two the conversation was flowing everything was good you know we're flirting back and forth we hadn't gone out on a date yet um this person was you know quote unquote covid like conscious super let me not say covid conscious because i'm covid conscious Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. super covid conscious um Mm -hmm. but you know we were talking almost every day at least you know on the phone via text etc and word on the street i kind of like this like friend hookup because i felt like i had a little bit of intel into what the other person was thinking although i you know they were giving me good vibes at face value, I also wanted to know like what was going on in the background. And so mm-hmm. was getting good vibes from there. There was interest, excitement, etc. So this happened for a couple of weeks. And one morning, oh, one Monday morning, you know, things like this <laughs> always happen on Mondays. No, they don't always happen on Mondays, but <laughs> yeah, it can happen on a Friday night. <laughs> Y'all, I got the most random texts. Like I had just jumped out the shower and I got one of those, it's not you, it's me tech. Now, my favorite line of the whole message was, and Maddie knows this because we've had this conversation, mm-hmm. was, <laughs> it's even funny for me to even say this. The <laughs> message said, I do not possess the means to be in a romantic relationship at this time. Now, sir. What are you saying? I mean, I I know what you're saying, but I don't I do not possess the means. What does that even mean? Right. Cause I was like, are these financial means or is this like that he doesn't have the emotional bandwidth? Or what, what's what happening? Is it? What is it was it? a little bit it was a little bit cryptic. It was very cryptic. And then like the day before this text, we had been you know, it was a busy day for me. So we had been chatting via text. I don't think we talked on the phone, but the conversation was good. There was a little bit of flirting going back and forth. So I was completely blindsided. Mm. Then he goes into this conversation about, you know, I think you're a really great person. I mean, it was classic. It's not you, it's me. But I mean, obviously it was something. It's better than being ghosted. 
It is better than Lord being no, healthy. That, that's 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 what I I was uh uh always attracting ghosts Child. prior to my and husband. and I will say so and we had some very serious conversations because you know I am my intention is marriage. You know, mm-hmm. this young man's intention was marriage as well. So we had some of those conversations. And that was one thing that I raised. Probably it may have raised a little bit of a red flag. But I wanted to know, like, what is your me- method? Because don't ghost mm. me. Like, if you... Oh, you said that. If you're not... I didn't say it in those words. But yeah, okay. if I want to... Like, if, if something is wrong, communicate with me. But don't just like fade to black. That's how right. I would I like to receive that information. And maybe that came off a little. I don't know how it came off. Uh, it doesn't matter. That's you know I, I got to work on some of those things too. Anyway, it gave you the desired outcome though. I mean, he, I mean, he didn't he didn't give the he didn't give any reasoning or whatever would help with that piece of it. But it did give um, you the desired outcome. He did. Yeah, he did what he needed to Honestly, do. Honestly, you know, and I have said this on time. other episodes too. You. Be very specific in what you pray for. And that was one of the things that I prayed for. Like, Lord, if this is not um, part of your plan for me, because I'm not even going to say long-term plan, but if this mm-hmm. is not part of your plan for me, then, you know, move, remove it. Yeah. And Lord, and Lord he showed up. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he was like, let me go on get 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 this out the way for you, sis. <laughs> Oh, okay. So now your girl's back. I mean, I was never really out of the game, but your girl is like back at practice, back on the on the field, you know, back off the bench, shooting the shot. I mean, I haven't really shot no shots yet, but I'm practicing <laughs> the super shots. No, don't, don't, don't. But, you know, it, we're going into hibernation time. So it's really back on that online dating scene. So, girls. If you're so like what does that even like what does that even look like? What the online dating scene? Yeah, in the wintertime, especially. Child. I mean, that's when people get seem to get the most action because everybody's in the house. Mm. You ain't had you don't really have much to do. Oh, so true. um yeah, they say in the summertime you should kind of not get off the apps, but people are out and about. It's a better time to You have, I got and you. This was, yeah, you have more opportunity. Yeah, this was pre-COVID, but right, know. right. So now yeah. that just adds a different layer. Um, but ladies, go take you some, you know, cute pictures, update your pictures, do whatever you need to do, and start diversifying on these apps, honey. So <laughs> my sister during our Halloween party, she um did like a Beyonce homecoming look, Halloween yes, party or Halloween I whatever sleepover. And girl, she took some like really, well, I took some really cute pictures of her. And she was like, um, I was like, oh my God, these are so Somebody cute. Hit her up on Instagram. Girl, she was like, no, she was like, I'm not even going to post these to Instagram because they were like good. She was like, I'm going to post these on my, uh, yes. <laughs> you know where to get the most bang for your buck. She was like, I need to post these on my dating apps. These are juicy. Yes. So yeah, update those pictures, ladies, and keep us posted. Yes. And you know, y'all want to know my stories. I want to know your stories too. So Right. People always want to hear somebody else's drama, but don't never want to share theirs. And I know y'all got some good stories. It don't even have to be current stories. Again, it could be things that we can all learn from as a community. So send us those stories at the um to social media 
at Love Madden. You can email us at hello at lovemadden.com. You know people ain't going to email. I'm going to put the little sticker in the social media because you got to remind people in the yeah, moment to do it because they're not going to randomly be like, oh, let me send you this story. So I'm going to put I'm going to put some stuff up in my um, stories and Tennille will do the I'll same. Do the same. It'll make it easy for you And guys. so just so that we're clear, that whole unicorn date entry was definitely about the dude that um, I was talking to. So yeah, although, it, although it was cryptic, that was a post especially made for him. And I, he does listen to this pod. Well, he has listened to the podcast. So um, if he's listening to this one, don't let your head get yeah. too bad. It, it wasn't, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, I, yeah, I. it's all good. Yeah, it was his birthday this past week, and I did. Um, he had posted something on Instagram. I sent him a comment that said "Happy Birthday." Maddie has been saying like, "Oh, why don't you just like reach out to him?" And yeah, I just, go ahead. I feel I feel like he he seems like a nice guy. He didn't possess the means to be in a romantic relationship at this time. You know, doesn't mean anything personal. I just feel like keep in touch with him. Like it could it could blossom. Like you guys seem to have chemistry from my standpoint. So, you know. Yeah. And, you know, of course, with all, like most men do, there were a couple of temperature checks that came in after that. Um, I yeah, possessed the memes. He was giving you some little compliments after he didn't possess nah, the memes. Son. Nope. I mean. He was still checking for you. Nah, 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 nah. Don't be like that, Tanil. All right, let's time to move on because we've time to move on. Now we're, we're switching from podcast to real life conversation. Exactly. <laughs> Getting all the juice. All right, it is time for a word with Madden. This week's scripture is Proverbs 27 9. A sweet friendship refreshes the soul. I hope I refresh your soul, T. You refresh mine. Oh, you do. Even though sometimes I'd be like, is this a refresh or a, um, I don't even have a good adjective? I'm getting on your nerves. She be, getting, she be getting me, y'all. But it is after, it's like the, the, oh, it's like a fire hose coming at you. But after. <laughs> You're all fire, so you are refreshed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dog. You need, I'm trying to put the fire out. I'm just here to help. Um, I will say we could all use some refreshment right now. So let's definitely remember not to neglect our friends and those friendships as we go inward for the winter. We just shared a bunch of ideas with y'all, but it doesn't even have to be as deep as all the elaborate like gathering ideas that we shared. Like you can jump on FaceTime, you could set up a weekly phone date. Um, if you have some extra time on your hands, you could sit down and do Christmas cards this year or like a year in review letter. Um like your auntie and grandma and them used to do, mm-hmm. or you can consider making and sending out like a sunshine box to brighten people's day. I think especially when we talk about people who suffer from seasonal depression, like something like that, I think would be nice. Even if you don't have the whole Zoom party to go with it, um, a small thoughtful gift um, box of like her favorites, treats or um, self-care, skincare things, I think would be like really amazing to receive. I would love to receive something like that. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> if you're tight on time, you could do like a random e-gift card to a coffee shop um, so she can grab her favorite mm-hmm. holiday seasonal drink. Mine is the salted caramel mocha latte at Starbucks. Mm. Um, and then maybe have a virtual coffee date. I did this with um, uh, my team members at work, with my staff. I sent them some virtual Starbucks cards and was like, let's not, you know, let's not talk about work. Let's just like have a coffee date. Um, so I think that's another idea that's pretty simple to do. You don't even have to lift a finger. You could do it all from your phone. But if all else fails, 
just pick up the phone and call, you know, ask how she's doing, really listen for a response. Tanil and I don't talk a ton outside of the podcast, outside of like our group chat. So right before we get on the podcast, we're very intentional about taking like 15 minutes before we start recording to just talk to one another. Um, So I think we could all use friendship and refreshment right now. So um, meditate on that thought. A sweet friendship refreshes the soul. Proverbs 27, 9. Are you being a sweet friend? Mm, It requires a little reflection. A little reflection and a little action. Yes, definitely. And I think, like Maddie said, just you never know what little random act of – appreciation, kindness, et cetera, what that will do for someone's day. And I actually thought about a friend who is um, coming up on the anniversary of the loss of her mother. Um, Mm. And I thought about like, I should just send her something that says, you know, you made it right. I mean, that's, it seems like a weird thing to say, but right. that is a very devast- devastating event to have to go through. And yeah. you've made it 365 days. Let's wow. celebrate that. Yeah. Yeah. And let's honor that, you know, the memory yes. of your mom. Like, I'm here with you as you think about that. I'm thinking about you as you're thinking about her. Yes. So I think that's I think that's good. It's, it's, it's not, like I said, at minimum, just a phone call. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to just reach out and, and remind somebody that you you're thinking of them. Yep. So, all right. Well, now it is time for question Question of the the episode. episode. That was actually kind of good. I know. I think when we stay in our octave, (laughs) it sounds a little bit better. (laughs) All right. So today's question is, what's one holiday tradition that you're going to do differently this year in light of COVID or a new one that you plan to start? Okay, so I'm going to focus on Christmas. Typically for Christmas, we do a big old, my big fat Greek wedding style Christmas Eve at my cousin's house. It used to be at my mother's house, and then my mother tapped out, Mm -hmm. and then she passed the baton to my cousin. So we do that. It's like, I want to say like 75 people. Mm. Um, And then we do Christmas morning, sort of our own individual way. So I have been since Ben and I have been married, I've been doing a Christmas brunch with our parents, and that's extended now to our siblings and nieces and nephews, and then um, two other, like our godparents, basically okay. two other older couples that we have over. So we do that. And then that night, I have a family, like with my just my cousins, like under 40, like a, we, we call ourselves a hood fam. So we do like a hood fam game night at the house. And that's sort of like BYO, whatever. Like I'll do like some hot chocolate in a crock pot and, you know, pizzas and stuff. And then people will bring like wings, bottles, chips, dip. And then we just kind of chill in the house, watch movies and talk. Mm -hmm. So obviously the big Christmas Eve thing isn't happening. And then the game night is not happening, even though I'm thinking about maybe doing something virtual with like the cousins. Mm -hmm. Um, But the brunch I'm still going to do, but I'm going to kind of pivot. So I'm going to actually drop off early in the morning on Christmas morning brunch boxes for my parents and my in-laws because we live within 10 minutes of each of them. Um, And then, you know, some brunch boxes kind of wrapped up with maybe like some hot coffee, cider, whatever, but like everything already kind of ready to go. Um, And then I'm going to do brunch at home for the three of us. And then we'll have Elle opening her gifts. We'll record it and then send that over to the grands. And then I'm just trying to do like PJs and breakfast all day. 
at home so we can kind of munch on the brunch as we kind of go. And then we'll do maybe matching pajamas for the family. But Ella's still young enough where she doesn't, she ain't going to be like up at six ready to open her gifts. So she can can open them when I'm ready. Um, And yeah, so I'm sure her grandparents will get her gifts and we'll probably just get her like a gift. She don't need a ton of stuff. But last year, which was her first Christmas, she got a lot of gifts. Like, friends, you know, people, like you said, people who were just thinking of us as a way to say like, I'm thinking of y'all and this is her first Christmas came through with like lots of stuff. So um, I imagine she'll have a few things to open and we can kind of record that. And yeah, just watch Christmas movies and just like chill out. Yeah. But the, the brunch boxes in the morning is my special COVID pivot. I love that. Um, what about you? For me... Well, first, let me go to these matching Christmas pajamas because I have learned that you have to be ahead of the game. So, you know, I went to Albany for um, my goddaughter's birthday. I was like, oh, I'm going to get us matching Halloween pajamas. Too late, sis. Carter's was sending the matching Halloween pajama booklet out in Uh, August. So I am on... The Christmas pajamas. Now, I'm not doing it for her and whatever, but that's mm-hmm. one of the new things that I'm adding into my own personal Christmas tradition this year is I'm getting myself Christmas pajamas and Cute. I will be wearing them Christmas Eve into Christmas morning um, in my house and just enjoying my own company. Um, I did find a perfect pair, so I'll be picking those up within the next couple of days. Because if you oh, don't, cute. they will Where be at? gone. Um, oh, maybe. You wanted- yeah, I'm, oh, I'm keeping cute. it okay. real low, you know. Simple, simple. yeah. But they, as long as they cute. It ain't like these are, you're just wearing yeah. them for Christmas. And, and truth be told, again, who the heck is going to see them? <laughs> that part. That part. Anyway, um, so Christmas PJs, I'm adding that into my um, Christmas activities for this year. And I'm going to be putting up my decor early. So my plan is to put up my holiday decor next week. Because I am maximizing all of this goodness um, of the holiday season. So wait, why are you putting it up early? Because normally I put it up like two weeks before Christmas and then leave it up oh, for like until got like you. January so fifteenth. Have like the bandwidth. You're like, let me get my stuff yeah, up time. Let me get my stuff okay, up okay, okay. in a reasonable time. Now y'all know me, so it may slip from next <laughs> week to the week after. But the plan, the point is, is before November is out, my holiday decorations decorations will be are going to be up. Okay, I got you. See, that one didn't resonate with me because I always get them for up always. at the same time every year. I get them up the day. Like, I don't really do Black Friday, like shopping or anything. I don't buy people Christmas gifts like that. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I do on Black Friday. And that whole weekend is my tree, even though the last couple of years was a little postponed because Paul Bunyan wants to cut down his own tree. And so we have to wait for when weather will allow <laughs> for us to be able to do that. But um, you also made me think about um, every year, I have bought my goddaughter her Christmas dress. Yes. Um, and so I said I would do it for the first 10 years. And so she's 10 this year. So this oh. was going to be like the finale of the dress. But there's no Christmas party this year that she's going to. So I am going to buy her matching PJs with us and with Elle and send them to oh, her as you. like her Christmas outfit. And then... Um, they must so yeah they're god sisters um and then her mother is also Elle's godmother so we do a weekly call with the girls a weekly facetime so we'll do their 
will do a Christmas FaceTime in their matching pajamas on Christmas morning. Oh, so I can't can't forget about my my first baby. Y'all know I got all the guy kids over here. Yeah, y'all. I mean, we've already had this conversation. I I literally I think all my friends have like a million guy kids. So when this kid comes on over in this household, I don't know who I'm gonna pick for the godmother because I mean Jesus. I have, I have, I have the bandwidth. Mm-mm, I have a big heart. Mm-mm. You don't want me. <gasps> you got too oh, many wow. kids. In the event that something mm-mm. happens to me, are you? I mean, I don't know. I mean, is something going to happen to all these people? No. Well, you never know. This hey, is no 2020. Pressure. <laughs> no pressure. You do. I don't need any more guy kids. I'm just saying. I don't want you to feel like you don't have any options. No, no, I know. All right. Well, we have had a long, limpy, hearty episode. I hope you all have enjoyed it as much as we have kicking yes. in and talking about the election and all the new beginnings that are going to come to us in um, the next few months and in 2021. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Till next time. Talk to you later. Love y'all. Bye. Thanks for listening to Love Matters, the podcast. Wait, are you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Want to show more love? Leave us a five-star rating and review. Then let's keep talking at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. Love, M-A-A-D-E-N.